that weekend, like those workouts, you put in such a crazy intensity that you might not put in during your like simulation weekends. And when you're preparing, like you, you, you go hard and you're intense about it, but when it's game time, it's a different intensity and you push your body to like a different level that your body's like shocked. So that's why you're so sore, you know, after a competition, uh, cause the intensity level is just through the roof, but you recover. Welcome to the bar bend podcast, where we talk to the smartest athletes, coaches, and minds from around the world of strength. I'm your host, David Thomas Tao. And this podcast is presented by barbent.com. Today, I'm talking to CrossFit Games athlete Christine Best. Christine isn't your typical games-level athlete, where most top competitors build lives around training full-time. In addition to honing in her world-class fitness, Christine is also a full-time special education teacher. Her insane schedule means balancing training with a demanding day job. And because of that, the sacrifices she makes are a bit unlike what most high-level athletes shoulder while training at the top of their game. We chat about that balancing act and much, much more. I do want to take a second to give a special shout out to our episode sponsor, Transparent Labs. If you want clean, clearly labeled supplements with ingredients backed by science, Transparent Labs has you covered. Seriously, no hidden ingredients, no proprietary blends, and nothing artificial. That includes their uber-popular bulk pre-workout, with ingredients we love to see for focus and energy, plus vitamin D3, boron, and zinc. All the good stuff, absolutely no fillers. Use code BARBEND at checkout for an extra 10% off. Christine, thank you so much for joining us today. We're recording this just not even two weeks after stage one of the 2020 CrossFit Games, which was a weird format. It was virtual. You had to do seven events across two days. Tell us what what that was like. What was your support system for for that competition? Um, Well, the greatest part about this format was that I was able to have a ton of people that might not have been able to come watch me be there and, you know, support me. And, you know, I always give them, you know, most of the credit because without them, I wouldn't be where I, you know, am today. And uh, for them to be able to like watch me, you know, grow throughout the years and then finally achieve my goal and compete, you know, amongst the best, um, you know, it was, it was great for them to be there and it just made it that much better. Um, so, you know, it was a weird experience of it, but, you know, at the same time, um, I felt very at home and very comfortable and, uh, you know, I had everyone, you know, everyone watching me and supporting me, which like, that was like the best thing ever. So I was pretty, pretty happy with my support that I had. That's fantastic. I have to ask, and this is something covering the games was different than it has been because we were kind of finding out the scores as they came in. And sometimes the scores weren't correct and there were leaderboard changes and stuff was wrong on CrossFit's leaderboard. It it was complex for, for everyone involved. What was it like competing and not knowing the times or the results that your competition had, just kind of having to go at the workouts without that info? Yeah, that was like, I think that was one of the most challenging parts um, because, you know, even in the open, you kind of get an idea of like what certain people got and everything like that, or even at a competition, you know what, you know, what, you know, 
people, times to beat and everything like that. So you're pretty much going at it and you're like, I'm going to do the best I can do. And hopefully I did well. Um, you know, and there were a lot of surprises, I would say like the first day, um, you know, my, the first two events I did really well. And like, I really was kind of shocked, um, to be honest with you. I was like, what? I came in fourth. Like I I was kind of, I shocked myself, but it actually gave me a little bit of confidence going into the, the rest of the weekend. Um, but even like the last day, like, I think I did, I thought I did better in some workouts and it ended up, I like really didn't. Um, so, you know, it's a learning experience, you know, you know, I say to myself, like, you know, if I had Tia or Katrin like running next to me during, you know, the Nancy workout, I was like, I definitely probably could have ran faster. Um, so I try to like think of that, but it's not the same as if they're right there, you know? So, um, definitely challenging and you just really have to like give it your all and stay within yourself and do the best you can do and just hope that, you know, the scores pan out, you know, the way you want them to. Um, so that was definitely a learning experience. Um, and everyone was at that disadvantage. So uh, it was very interesting for sure. There are, there are two workouts I want to talk about specifically because they're workouts that we generally often don't see contested in CrossFit competition because they were single modality events. The first was the handstand hold. How did you approach that event? And did you, you, just had, you were in a little box, like a four by four box for those who maybe weren't familiar with the event. You're in a four by four box and you just have to hold a handstand for as long as possible. Did you have any idea going into that event how long, like, did you have a time you were aiming for? No idea. <laughs> no idea, to be honest with you. I was just like, so I I feel like going into that event, I was kind of like, whatever happens, happens. Like, I'm not great at this, but I'm good at handstand walking. Like, I'm, I would say that's one of my strengths. So I was like, all right, I'm going to try to like just keep moving the whole time within this little box it's just right in the box yeah um so i feel like you know you only did a few attempts in that 20 minutes because your shoulders got pretty smoked after holding it for like i was getting about 40 to 50 seconds each time and i ended up i think i got like 54 seconds which for me i was like that's a pr like during it i was like that's a pr and everyone was cheering like we made the best out of it um but it was, it was a very interesting event. And, you know, I just, I just did my best. Honestly, I, um, didn't really have an expectation. I really wanted a minute. Once I started getting going, I was like, I really want to get a minute. Um, but then once I found how to do it, I was like smoked. So, um, at that point it was too far gone. And, uh, but I think if I tried now again, I think I definitely could get a minute, but, um, there's going to be a lot of practicing that in the future. And it just helps. I think I just really need to improve my shoulder strength anyway, you know, cause that showed in the strict handstand pushups. That's always been a weakness for me. Um, and I did well for me in that workout, but compared to everyone else, I'm not at their level with that yet. So that's definitely a weakness I've been working on and I need to continue to work on, but, um, I'm definitely going to learn that split leg thing that uh, all the girls were doing. So next time I'll, 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 I'll be longer for sure. It reminded me when I saw them doing that, it reminded me of um, if you watch like tightrope walkers, they use, they have like this pole that they balance with. And, and the first videos I saw coming in were, I think I saw Cashman's video where she was like, her legs were like in a splits front and back. I was like, oh my God, that's, that's brilliant because it's the same thing. You can just move your feet a little bit 
Yeah. And you just balance. Yeah, and that's and that's why she won that. I mean, that's so impressive just to hold for I think she did two minutes and fifty-four seconds. So she held it like two minutes longer than me. So uh very impressive performance by her. But yeah, that was definitely the way to go. And you saw more girls that were successful with that were doing that same thing. So uh that's definitely something that needs to be worked on but you know it was the unknown and i thought it was a great event honestly because it was it was a good test we'll get back to that in just a moment but first another quick word from our sponsor transparent labs you know hofthor bjornsson 2018 world's strongest man and one of the strongest human beings in history yep he uses transparent labs to fuel his performance now not everyone is a six foot nine icelandic world record holder and you probably don't eat eight thousand calories a day But Transparent Labs has the goods for every strength athlete. Clinically effective doses, nothing artificial, and a label you can actually read. Now let's get back to the conversation. One thing I love about the CrossFit Games, because you don't know the events well ahead of time, like you have to train for everything because you don't know what Dave Castro is going to throw at you. One of the things I like about it is when you see an athlete like crack the code on a workout and just like figure out a movement, like a new movement, that, and they just finish... 30% 30% better than everyone else or something like that because they figure they're like the one person to like figure out the tweak. It's always super fascinating to me. And I think that was the equivalent in this year's workout. You have to split your legs in the handstand. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, he definitely throws different twists at you and he had to do that, you know? Um, so I applaud him for making things a little crazy. <laughs> Here's the other workout I want to talk about. And this is one that I can relate to having done this myself on numerous occasions. And that's the 1000 meter row. And for people who don't spend a lot of time on a rowing machine, which I, I haven't in recent memory, uh, the thousand meter, like the, the 2k, the 2000 meter row is the one that everyone thinks about as like, Oh, that's a really tough test. And you have to really push yourself and you just collapse afterward. I think in a lot of ways, the 1,000 is actually even worse because you have to go hard for the entire time. Talk, talk, through us, talk us through your approach on that workout and like how, how hard did you push yourself on that workout that's you know, just over that three-minute range? Yeah, so weirdly rowing, I'm actually pretty good at for like my height. You're pretty good um, at everything. You're a CrossFit <laughs> Games athlete. No. I should just clarify here. <laughs> yeah, but, um, rowing, like, I'm pretty short. So, um, you know, you have to put a lot of power into it. And I, I've been really, um, you know, keeping up on the rowing. And, you know, my coach has been on me with that. But um, the main thing, going when that workout came out, to be honest with you, I was like, I want to win that workout. Like, that was my mentality going into it. And I knew that I could. But then once again, when all the scores came out, I was like, what? Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, that, that's a workout that's just, just painful. Like you just need to go to a dark place and just stay there and just know that it's three minutes and 20 seconds of your life and then you're done. So um, I, had an, I had a strategy on there. I wanted to hold start off pulling pretty hard, um, and then settle into like a 144 pace. And I was like, that'll get me to like near a 330, which would be really good. And then I would, you know, at the end, I was splitting it into 250s. That was like my goal. So this, the first 250, pretty much get it going and then settle in and then just like literally blackout. So 
<laughs> that was what I was thinking. So um, I ended up, I was pulling way harder than I anticipated. So I pretty much held a 141 the whole entire time. And um, maybe at the end, I could have pulled a little harder. But if you look at the leaderboard, so I came in 12th in that, but six people above me were one second um, a difference. And then me from the person who I think she got 315 or something like that. Um, it's like seven seconds. I mean, it was literally seconds. Um, but I, I gave it all that I could and, uh, I was really happy with it. I wasn't, I thought I would play tired to be honest with you, but, um, some of these girls did the same thing as me. So, uh, you know, we all, I think, emptied the tank on that one, but I really liked that one. Um, it was quick, and uh, but it was definitely painful for sure. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the field was pretty stacked. Every CrossFit Games athlete at this point is a pretty superlative rower. It's gotten to the point where CrossFit Games athletes will often stack up against professional rowers on those shorter duration rows. In fact, Sam Briggs actually held a world record for a period of time on the 1000 meter row for her age and weight category. And she didn't even win this workout. I know. I know. It was crazy. Um, yeah, I, I actually heard that before I went, she like did, uh, I forgot what I even got, but like she 321 or some 22 or something like that, which is insane. And when I finished and I, I think I beat her by one second. Uh, I was, you know, I was super happy cause I had nothing to compare it to really. So I was like, you know what, that's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, the field of women is super impressive. And like, even, um, when I was at Wadapalooza earlier this year, uh, we had to do, um, a, a pace boat. It was pretty much 12 minutes of rowing and the pace boats trying to catch you. And I did pretty well in that. Um, but you saw some of the same people that did beat me in that beat me in the 1K row. So, uh, you know, these girls are incredible, you know. So, I mean, it was, you, it was, it was a good test. Don't sell yourself too, too, too short oh, no, here. You're, you're, you're pretty fit as well. And I'm sure if I'm I were to ask fit. them. Yeah. And <laughs> no, also, no, I'm, I got to give myself a little more credit. No, I, I was very proud of how I performed um, at the games for sure. Well, how did you feel the day or the week after stage? So you had seven workouts across two days. Again, for those who weren't following along closely, we have some people, a lot of people outside of the powerlifting or outside of the CrossFit community who listen to this could be powerlifters, weightlifters, you name it. You had seven events across two days. Um, you were not one of the five who will go on and compete in, in aromas in, in the finals, but you were one of the 30 who, who completed these workouts. How did you feel the day after and the week after. Some people get right back to training. Some people will take a week off. I would I would probably not get out of bed the next day if I were. <laughs> the next day was weird. The next day was very weird. I was like, well, I could eat whatever I want today. You know, I could do whatever I want. And I was like kind of mopey. I was kind of, I came off like such a, a high, you know? And then I was like, kind of like, what now, you know? But, um, my coach had, you know, I talked with my coach briefly and, um, he said, I'm going to take two weeks off, which I was like, two weeks. You're kidding. Right. <laughs> um, but you know what? My body need, needs it because of, you know, all the, you know, training and, you know, I beat the crap out of my body. So my body needs the rest. So I, you know, 
I've been listening to him, but I'm going to start moving around. Uh, it's been, I think, like a week and a half now, but I'm going to start moving around maybe tomorrow. But I'm not going to start training, training until um, until next week. But uh, my body was really pretty trashed. Um, my legs were not well, and my abs from all those GHDs, not well. So it took me a few days to... The, the abs took the longest, took me a few days to not be sore. But um, after like two or three days, I was okay. I was back to, because I had built up a lot of volume with my coach to prepare for like a weekend like that. But at the same time, that weekend, like those workouts, you put in such a crazy intensity that you might not put in during your like simulation weekends and when you're preparing. Like you, you, you go hard and you're intense about it, but when it's game time, it's a different intensity and you push your body to like a different level that your body's like shocked. So that's why you're so sore, you know, after a competition, uh, cause the intensity level is just through the roof, but you recover, you know, it's, it's also not, it's not just the physical fatigue. It's the mental fatigue of that training volume leading up to that event. I feel like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here and you know, I don't coach CrossFit games athletes, so I probably am wrong, but I feel like the two weeks is something I've heard before coaches tell their athletes to take two weeks off. The first week is to let your body recover. The second week is kind of to let your mind recover. Yeah. Yeah. And I also, I also, um, it was crazy too, because right after the games, I had a day off because it was Sunday the next day. And then Monday I went right back to work and, um, had a full week of work, which was good. Like I could, I just focused on work all week. I didn't have to like go to the gym right after. Um, but I also, he, he made me do this protein deload. So it's like three day cleanse kind of, and it's for the mind and body. Um, and pretty much just, you know, you take in a ton of protein and your body's breaking it down and everything. So it's just like uh, a rest from that and a break from the protein. And it's pretty much vegetables. And I'm on my last day today and I'm so happy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been a real long three days. I'm so dramatic, but um, I couldn't have caffeine either. So usually I have coffee and I had a bit of a withdrawal the first day. So that wasn't really fun. But it's good to cleanse the mind and the body, and I stay disciplined with it. Um, and yeah, and then tomorrow I'm getting a really nice coffee, so I'm very excited about that. But um, but yeah, you need to like you need to give yourself time to you know break away from you know fitness is it's great, but it's not everything. So um, it's just a nice therapy part of my life. So uh, that's how I look at it, but. I'm getting back in the gym this weekend to do something just to move around, jump in a class or two. Um, yeah. So you're, you are going to be an absolute animal after having two weeks of rest. Yeah. I'm going to kill it after doing a, co <laughs> a coffee detox after basically, you yeah. know, going through the caffeine withdrawal, which I, I definitely understand. I, I have to do that to myself every few months. Cause I'm like, wow. So all of this, you're going to be back to eating protein. You're going to be, you're going to be on the caffeine. You're going to be well-rested. You're going to be an animal your first Yo, time. No one's going to know what hit, hit them. They're going to be like, who's this girl? You know? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm excited to get, I, I'm already feeling excited to get back just talking about it. So, uh, <laughs> so that's good. That's good stuff. Well, one thing I want to focus on, which you mentioned, and this is something that, okay, so 
eight, nine, 10 years ago, definitely CrossFit games athletes were also, they weren't just full-time CrossFit games athletes. Like a decade ago, that wasn't a thing, right? There wasn't enough money in the sport. It People were working other jobs and they were training for the CrossFit games. Around five years ago, we started to see a transition to where people tend start to become full-time athletes, whether it be, you know, they would start doing some coaching or online coaching, or they have more of a sponsor supported lifestyle. These days, it is actually more of a rarity to have a CrossFit Games athlete who has a full-time demanding job that is completely away from the gym. And you very much have that. You're a full-time special education teacher. And my question for you, and this might not be an easy answer. I'm sure it's not an easy answer. How do you balance the two? Yeah. Um, what is your so day like? I, what is like a normal day like, I guess I should I'm, ask. All right. Normal day. Um, I wake up. I some It depends on the day, but usually, you know, I, I made it a thing with my coach that I'm going to do uh, two like double sessions on the weekends to save with my stress because on the weekends I have more time. So I save my double sessions for then, but during the week, um, you know, I'll wake up and I go to, I go to work from eight to about three 30. Then right after work, um, whether I have to stay after for a little bit or not, I'll stay after, and then I'll go right to the gym. And then I'm pretty much at the gym from say four to seven, eight until I'm done. And I know it sounds like, oh, you're at the gym for three hours. Yeah. Well, I have to get there. I have to warm up. I have to stretch. I have to take little breaks in between my, you know, the pieces that I have, um, make sure I'm like, you know, eating something too in between. So yeah, it's pretty much work gym. Um, and then, and then, pretty much I go home, I eat dinner and then I kind of do it again and again and again. Um, but no, it's a good balance. Like I, I'm, I'm busy all day and I'm used to, I have high energy. So, um, you know, it's good. It's good. I enjoy being, you know, at work. I really love teaching. Um, I also coach too on the side too, like on my rest days, I'll coach at the gym. And I really love doing that too. Cause coaching is like a form of teaching. So, um, I really love helping everyone out and I, I just feel like it's very rewarding and I'm, I'm used to it. I've been doing it for as long as I've been doing CrossFit. So it's kind of like become like a very normal to me. Um, but yeah, there, I don't have a ton of time I would say for certain things. So you know, there's sacrifices you have to make. And especially with training, um, you know, training for the games, I was doing three sessions a day. Um, and that was, uh, post during the quarantine. So during the quarantine, I would be online for teaching and then, um, I would fit in my training. Uh, I would do like three sessions a day, uh, leading up to the games. Um, but now I'm back to just one session after, you know, after work. It's a longer session though, for sure. Um, but yeah, my coach makes it so that I'm not in the gym for like too long doing a million things. Like he wants to make sure that I'm not super stressed out like at the gym because he knows how stressful my day can be. Um, so yeah, just everything needs to be really dialed in though with me because I need to sleep. I need to make sure I'm eating correctly. Um, you know, hydrating and everything like that because the day is long. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely 
been a work in progress. Like I, I'm, I think I'm starting to like master it and like get better at it, but still a work in progress for sure. What do your colleagues at, at, at school, like, are they, are they supportive? Or are they just kind of like asking, why are you doing this to yourself? Well, you know, I'm curious <laughs> as to what their reaction is. Yeah. So, um, my colleagues like kind of know, but I don't think they really know like the extent. Um, they, some of them saw the extent of it. Um, I actually did one of the, the track workout I did at my school's track. So a bunch of them came and watched and, uh, I think them coming and watching and then seeing like, um, you know, posted online, I think they kind of get it a little bit more, but like, I don't really talk about it that, that much at school. Um, I try to keep that kind of separated, but I do talk about it. Like it's definitely my hobby and what I love to do. But when I'm at work, there's like just so much going on that there's like no time to talk about that. So they know and they support me. Um, but you know, I don't think they fully know the extent of what I'm doing and I'm okay with that. Um, but yeah, so, but they support me. No matter it's what. Like, Oh, like, Oh, you do CrossFit. No, I'm, I'm one of the, like, yes, I do. But it's, it's almost weird to be like, yeah, I'm actually one of the absolute best in the world at it. It just, it feels like that's probably a weird bridge to the conversation. Like you yeah, want to, it's kind of strange. <laughs> uh, I, it's 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 very interesting to me that you say you don't talk about it too much because I always thought the first rule of CrossFit was that you had to talk about CrossFit. All yeah, the time. you would think, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's funny. I'll be the first one to be like, someone's like, oh, you know, I'm trying to eat better. I'm trying to go to the gym. I'm like, why don't you try CrossFit? I was like, you can't knock it until you try it, you know. So I always try to, I always try to say that to you know everyone, but I always tell everyone it's not for everyone. So. Um, yeah, no, there. It's it's definitely an interesting dynamic. The kids don't even really know, but like um, some of them actually came and watched me at the track, which was really awesome. And they made like a sign; it was very cute. Um, so that was really cool. Uh, and then going in on Monday, you know, um, a lot of kids came up to me and they were like, "Great job!" You know, it was it was really it felt really good. And uh, to know that I'm like I came in 16th in the world is pretty. Pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool accom- accomplishment. Well, no one's going to call you lazy and none of the kids, no. none of your kids are going to say, <laughs> are going to say you're, you're half-assing it. That's for sure. No, I'm on them. Like, you know, they have no idea. Yeah. I'm on it. <laughs> oh, well, Kristen, where's the best place for people to keep up to date with, with you, with the training you're doing. And I mean, I guess gearing up for the, the 2021 season, we're already kind of in, in prep mode for that. Where's the best place to follow you? Um, well, I do have an Instagram. I don't have a ton of followers, but I'm working on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that will that yeah, will yes. that will go up. I've already seen it go up for you significantly. Yeah, I um, I'm not. I I would say I'm not great at Instagram. I feel like I try to be good at it, but like I don't. I feel like with my schedule, I really don't have time, and I don't make a ton of time for it. But I'm trying to be better about it. So, um, I would say Instagram's the best place to find me. Um, if you want to follow me, it's kbest underscore 22. That's uh, my handle. So look out. (laughs) (laughs) The the road, the road to six figures starts. I know I'm trying right now. I'm at like 4k and I'm killing it. So I'm happy about it. (laughs) It's social media. We won't get into it too much here. 
Um, but what I will say is social media, it's, it can be such a blessing and such a curse for people in strength athletics because it's a way to build a following, but at the same time, it's almost like you have to pull double duty as a social media expert. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird pressure. I think people feel and that athletes feel and you're yeah, not alone in feeling and, that. And even too, like, you know, um, it hasn't been a big thing for me. Cause I mean, I do have another job and everything, but I'm trying to get some sponsorships from certain companies. And honestly, it kills me that I don't have a good social media because honestly, they, they love that, you know, and I don't, I don't blame them. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to see if I can get some sponsorships and hopefully, um, you know, another source of income and, uh, you know, just trying to get myself out there more and, you know, show, show a lot of people that like, you don't have to just do, you know, you can have a job. And also compete if you want to. It's definitely possible. Um, but you definitely have to know where to put your time and energy. So definitely possible, but certainly not easy. And and I, I have yeah. to say I was really excited about this conversation and have really enjoyed getting to know you a little bit better and about how you navigate that because it is something that uh I think we can all learn a lot from. You know, if someone can make time to compete at this high of a level with a very demanding job, then you know what? That's a little bit motivating to someone like me where I'm like, yeah, I can make, I can make an hour today. You know what I mean? So I appreciate yeah. you sharing that. Yeah, my, yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. And I think that's, that's something that, that we can all take a lesson from even those of us who like myself, uh, maybe, maybe past the window for hitting that, uh, hitting that elite status. <laughs> so. uh, you never know. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. We're all, we're all just trying to get better. Hey, thank yeah, you so much okay. for your time. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me.